You're now listening to Your Real Money Stories podcast. Influencers are the same as a TV advert. I generally make around anywhere between 7 and 15k a month. Hi guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Eve. And I'm Nick. And we are The Money Medics. And we're your hosts of Your Real Money Stories. An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa. The podcast where we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions. As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss. And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views. So today we'll be talking about the true cost of being an influencer and how much you can make and whether or not it's actually as glitz and glam as it seems online. So you know there was a report from inspire.me that states you need 42,000 followers to earn the UK average salary. And it's really interesting because I've noticed that a lot of people are actually saying, like younger people have been saying recently that when they grow up, they want to be an influencer. So it's recognised as an actual career goal at the moment. So things are really, really changing. Um, so as per usual, there'll be three sections to the podcast. First, we'll hear a personal story from our anonymous guest. We'll share our own opinions on different topics. And then we'll have some useful tips and resources towards the end. So today we have Amanda joining us and she's our anonymous guest and she's actually a very, very well-known influencer, but she'll be anonymous for us today. And of course, that's not her real name. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Just in general, how's your day been? Anything out? I know we're still in lockdown, so probably not much you've done today, but yeah, how's your day been in general? It's been a very normal day, stuck at my desk, not doing much else apart from being on Zoom or Google Meets. Yeah, I think that's like most of our stories at the moment. <laughs> Lockdown 101. Exactly, exactly. But hopefully we've only got a few months left to go, so things might change soon. Yes. And again, thank you for being so transparent with your story. But yeah, let's get straight into it. So how did you start your influencing journey and what were the initial startup costs that you had to incur? Um. So I started my journey in... 2010 when I started a blog and it was like a travel journal because I did a year abroad and I didn't know anything really about blogs or anything I was a really big fan of MySpace when I was younger and chat rooms and all of that kind of stuff but um, blogs weren't really thing I knew about but my friend was like oh we should do one and we can keep up to date with you so I started this blog and then from there started to see that there were like fashion blogs and beauty blogs and all of this stuff so I then started my own fashion blog and then became consumed with all things social media related. I've always been a massive fan of social media, but this was like my real like kick. So I started this blog and then started to connect with other people that were doing it. Um, And it was really in 2012 that I really started to take it seriously. And I started to buy equipment. So I bought a camera, um, an SLR, and I bought, you know, a tripod and an iPad and yeah just things that would help me with my blogging world but would I could also use for work or for um 
social media and like stuff at home. But it was very much focused around if I had this camera, my content will be better and I can start producing like really good content. And so my initial startup costs weren't actually that much. Obviously, the camera is quite pricey, um, but cost cost per like click of it, like it's lasted a really long time. Um, and then the iPad was a mixture between using it for social media. And I used to do a lot of like going to events and then blogging on the go. So I'd use the um, the iPad for notes. Like when I when blogging was really competing with journalism right at the beginning. Um, so that was like my professional piece of equipment. But apart from that, I actually didn't really spend that much. Wow. Um, so like if you could actually quantify how much you spent altogether in the beginning, if you can give an actual number, because I think some a lot of people may potentially think that it was really easy. All you have to do is get your camera phone, go to outside Buckingham Palace, take some pictures <laughs> and you're done. You're, you're set for life. Do you know but, what? I mean, from what you've told me. It is though. That's the thing. I, I find everything really interesting about what people think influence the life and job is um, because it can be lots of different things that could be your you could just have a good camera and iPhone 10 um, and be an influencer and create really good content and do that so it's not that's not necessarily untrue I decided to, to buy an SLR I think at the time it was about uh, maybe 600 pounds um, and then my iPad was a couple of hundred um, but I had a really good job at the time so it wasn't that wasn't out of um, pocket for me. That wasn't something that was difficult to buy. Obviously, if I, d- if I didn't have the money, I wouldn't have bought it. So I would have had to just rely on my phone, um, which at that time would have, wouldn't have been ideal because the, the picture phone quality in 2012, it's very different to what it is now. But if you were to just pick up a camera phone now, it's arguably as good as an SLR or a good camera so like kind of like getting into it like um as like kind of Eva said it it can come across to people that it's quite easy like like based on your own personal experiences have there been any downsides to being an influencer that many people are probably are not aware of unless you actually they know you personally one big downside is that everything becomes work So you get gifted a lot of products and you get a lot of opportunities, which are amazing. But on the other side to that, if you think about it, like you might get invited to an event to see a show, but you have to take lots of pictures while you're there and sometimes you miss things. Or you might get sent to a lovely restaurant to have a meal, but you have to take pictures while you're there. So there's, it does take away the enjoyment a little bit because you are working. Um, So that's obviously for some people, quite a, like, not important downside. Because, like, well, you still got that meal, you still got to go to the show. But it isn't all, you know, fun and games. It isn't like you get gifted lots of really exciting things and then that's it. Like, there is a job behind it, which I think a lot of people don't really fully respect, is that, as influencers, we do get lots of things for free. But so do journalists, so do celebrities, so do lots of different types of um, of jobs. But it's just that influencer life is more public facing. Um, so it seems a bit more frivolous. And sometimes it can be. I'm not going to lie to you. It can be. But it does seem more frivolous than any other job that is kind of gift or product focused. How much would you say you're spending in being an influencer? And then do your followers know how much it, you're spending? Because I know, because I think the reality is, is that 
a lot of people aspire or they look up to influencers as role models, etc. So like in trying to portray your lifestyle, what other costs have kind of come up minus the freebies? I'm not really the type of influencer that kind of spends to influence because that's not really what my channel is about. But generally, in general terms, influencers, they need product and they need pieces for conversation. So if they're not being gifted certain products or um, like the most like the hottest trends or whatever that might be they will need to get it somehow so if you're a sneaker influencer and people aren't sending you sneakers every week then you'll have to buy the sneakers and if you're a fashion influencer a lot of them feel like they need to post um new outfits all the time so if they're not being sent them and especially early on when you're not being sent things you have to buy the products to be able to put them on your instagram or on your blog or whatever there is a cost to being an influencer um, and it can be quite high depending on the person and also depending on the niche because you, it's like chicken and egg. You can't, um, you can't just be an influencer. It doesn't just happen. So you have to have, you have to create the content to get the following, to then get the brands to reach out to you, to then do the paid partnerships. So you do have to spend at the beginning. But that's why it's really important, as um, I always say to influencers when they're, or people who are trying to get into being an influencer, I'm always saying, you know, what's the purpose? Why are you doing this? Because if you're doing it just to have followers, that's not good enough because there is investment in time and in money that needs to be made to get to a certain level. Um, I love what you just said that... Um what are your intentions or like finding out your intentions before like you get into it so I know that there's been like I guess well throughout 2020 and I guess even till now there's um been lots of like news articles and I guess lots of campaigns and we've recently heard about um young influencers across like Instagram TikTok being exploited by brands is this like something you've ever experienced before there's an issue within the influencer space in that there's a real knowledge gap so being an influencer is a really exciting job for a lot of young people. So because of that, everyone wants to do it. But if you just like start and rock up doing it, you don't have the experience. So you don't know how to price yourself. You don't know what's normal and what's not. And if you don't have a manager, you normally don't, people generally don't talk about these things, unfortunately. So you just don't know. So brands are going out of their way to pay little. I find a lot of the time it's the influencers are offering a pay or a fee that is ridiculously low because they don't know any better and the brands are just not correcting them. So they get paid very little for a lot. Or there are brands who just rely on their size, their, you know, following, their how on trend they are at the moment and then are able to exploit influencers because they'll know you know if you don't work with us someone else will because people want to work with us so there's definitely two sides to that story and both of them are equally as sad as each other but um one is just brands and agencies not doing going the extra mile and helping with the education of influencers and the other one is just pure exploitation i guess like i'm i'm getting the vibe like you're very you're very open, like you're transparent, and like I guess like you're not, you don't come across those people that will try to live a life like beyond their means and try to kind of push that um, 
onto your audience. I don't know, like when you like do certain gigs or whatever, do you think... Um, well, I think I know what you're trying to say, basically. Do you know what? Because um, Nick and I were actually having a conversation about this recently. And we were talking about a particular influencer who's amazing. But um, how this influencer pays £250 or something like that for professional photos every time she does, um, every time she posts everything, anything. And an outsider looking in, you will have no idea how much it actually costs to do the job that she's doing so that 250 pounds uh, uh photographer fees and like having to transport yourself to different locations etc etc so i think what um Nick is trying to say is that you're it seems like you're very honest and open with the life that you portray do you ever have those type of conversations with your um followers so if your followers look at your page can they tell or when they have conversations with you can they tell like this is not something that you can just walk into you actually need to have probably need to start off by having a regular nine-to-five job first like a a well-paying job before you can actually invest in yourself to become a good follower um, a follower so to become a good influencer so do you ever have conversations like that do you ever have people asking you oh how did you get into it oh what do I need to do what do I need to buy etc do you have conversations like that with your audience I don't necessarily have them with my audience but I have them with people in my network all the time I actually had one today that was quite worrying and I do think a lot of young people just like someone I spoke to today just quit their job or well that and their job ended whether they quit or got fired I'm not sure but they their job finishes soon and they were saying how they're excited to now go full-time as an influencer and maybe because I'm older so it was different but alarm bells rang so heavily in my head and I was just like well, how are you going to pay your bills? Like, how are you going to live your life? Because you don't have any collaborations coming in right now and your content's not that great. So you're probably not going to get um, any because we've just like made a plan to make it better. So there's at least a month there until you can see some work coming in. So it's a bit like, what? what's the plan? So I do, when I speak to people, I like to offer advice on like different streams of income because being an influencer isn't just posting um pictures and for a brand and getting money that way there's lots of other ways you can make money um but my I don't have it with my audience because I don't feel like I need to but um when I speak to go have one-to-ones with other influencers or aspiring influencers I definitely do um do talk about it because the difference between the new gen influencer scene and the old school influencer scene is so different the old school girls they had jobs they've always had jobs they've only quit them in the last few years even though they've been successful influencers for many, many years. Um, and it's so different seeing girls now that leave school, leave uni, and they're like, yeah, I want to be an influencer. Um, that obviously is a sign of the times. That wasn't an option when I, le- when I left uni. Um, influencer life had literally just begun. So it was very different. But yeah, it's a really interesting time and it, it is a little bit worrying. But I think that's why it's important to yeah highlight what goes into being an influencer like this um and just like an understanding that it is a proper job and it's not it can be and it's not just posting a selfie even though that also is a thing and it can be that um but there's levels have you ever worked with brands that you wouldn't want to work with in the future like was it like a terrible experience or what happened so i've never really had an experience where i've worked with a brand and I wouldn't work with them again because of the product. But I've definitely had experiences where 
I've worked with agencies and I wouldn't work with them again because of either how they how slow they pay or how um, rude their account managers have been to either myself or my management. And um, actually, we had a campaign come in this week that was really cool, but I said no because I didn't like the agency. And I felt bad for the brand because it's a cool brand, but they'll never know that because, you know, they don't know the ins and outs of everything, but they've hired an agency that just isn't very nice to people. And now I, I won't work, I know a lot of people that won't work with them, but I won't work with them just because I don't like to be uh, spoken to in a, in a horrible way and also be paid late. <laughs> just another question that I want to discuss as well, um, because a lot of people don't understand the true cost, um, not the true cost, sorry, the, the true um, amounts that people can make. So we were watching a programme not too long ago um, on BBC and one of the influencers said that in the month that she was able to make £50,000 and I just thought, wow, that's... That's crazy. And considering things are completely anonymous, would you be open to sharing how much you make on average every month or like in a year, how much you can potentially make? And what is the most amount that you've ever made in a month? If you don't mind sharing that. I generally make around anywhere between 7 and 15k a month. Um, it fluctuates and this is the thing with influence marketing it it fluctuates you don't like there are some months that you're super busy and things come at you and it's amazing and then there are other months that it's it's just a bit slower so you'll make like your base rate or you'll get one or two deals that's the the game and I think that's also freelance life it's it is like that but yeah it definitely fluctuates but anywhere between those two numbers when you say a month you know invoices sometimes take a long time to come in and then also campaigns it might not just be one post it could be a whole ca- like a campaign isn't just one thing so it could be that we did a campaign that spanned over three months and we did you know multiple pieces of content and then that led to 15k or I did 15 things and each of them were a grand you know it, it could be any of those things Wow, that is that is big bucks, man. That is a lot of money. So that's like I've just calculated. So if you're earning fifteen thousand pounds every month, that's like one hundred eighty k, which is like that's the money of big bankers. So that's impressive. But um, it's interesting because um, I mean, part of the whole role of being an influencer is being able to, in a sense, quote unquote, influence your audience to buy certain items that you're promoting. So do you ever feel as though Considering how much you earn from it, do you ever feel as though some of your audience members might get in debt trying to live or like emulate the life that you represent, even though you're earning like big bucks, 180k per year, and some of us are earning like significantly less? Do you ever have experiences like that or do you ever feel bad about that or anything like that? I hope that no one that I follow, um, sorry, no one that follows me um, would feel that they needed to keep up just because of the way I portray my life. Um, I buy a lot of secondhand um, pieces. I The, the brands that I promote are generally really affordable. Um, and if they're not, they're investment pieces. And I talk to people about, you know, if you buy this piece, you could also rent it. And here's a way to make another form of income. Um, so I personally feel quite secure in how I speak to my audience. But I think there are a lot of people that don't and do things um, 
because they want to make that money. And, you know, everyone's different and I totally understand. And being an influencer is a job. So you can do whatever makes you feel good and whatever works for you. But I just, I know I have a sense of responsibility to my audience. I have had a good career. So I've always had a good income and I've always showcased that, you know, I like nice things, but not in like a extravagant way. So people who follow me, I feel like generally are on the same level as me. If not, they also, um, like they're aspiring to be there. And with the content I create, it's helping them get there. So I think that's where I differ to different influencers. But I feel like there are certain influencers that post things that I can see myself and be like, oh, wow, I wish I had that. And then you kind of add up what you wish you had. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's a lot of money. But yeah, the influence world is, it's, it's, a t- it's a tough one because you do promote consumer products all day, every day. So it's just something that you have to figure out the balance. Hmm. Yeah, I completely understand. But with all your experience and everything that you've, everything that you've been through as an influencer, if you could give advice, to people that are consuming your content as well as everyone else's content and people that are going through Instagram every day what would your general advice be as in like how to not get yourself in debt how to be conscious about the amount that um, uh, influencers get paid and also how to be conscious about how to protect your mind from being over influenced by the things that you're you're seeing on Instagram what would be your advice? I think it's really important to understand that influencers are the same as a TV advert. So influencer campaigns and influencer ads are exactly the same as watching a TV ad in between Love Island. And you're always being sold to in this life, be that on TV, be that on the radio, be that on billboards when you're driving on on the motorway. So this is just another form of that. So it's really important to be hyper aware that influencers are paid to do a job. It's interesting that you've asked these questions, because in my head I'm like, but why do people need to know what the cost of setting up to be an influencer is? Because would you ask that of a photographer? Would you ask that of an ad agency that are creating adverts? No. And what is interesting is influencers create adverts for social media that are as good as, if not better, than some of the TV and billboard adverts that we see on a daily basis, but they're doing it by themselves. So this is something that I think we really need to, um, yeah, we really need to hone in on because it's really important to just understand that this is a job that is actually underpaid if we think about all the work that goes into it for a really good professional influencer who creates a fantastic content. But that's just something to note. So I feel like there's a lot of talk and that's why I always, I laugh when people ask me about money and stuff for the influencer world because that money also gets taxed. You know, when you're, you're self-employed, you still have to pay tax. That money goes to a lot of um, different outlets. You might need to pay for PR um, subscriptions. You might need to pay for um, management fees. You might need to pay for headshots, whatever that might be. There's a lot of outgoings that come into being an influencer as well. So yeah, you get paid. Someone might get paid seven grand a month, which sounds fantastic, but take 20% out of that. And then take away whatever you're putting away for your pension or your lifetime ISA. Hopefully people are doing this. And then take away your savings because you're trying to save for a house. And then put all of that together and take away also the the, um, lack of security 
that an influencer would have because they're freelance and they might make a really good amount on that month but then November hits and they get not a single job and they have to rely on their savings and also the fact that when you're freelance most of the time depending on your mortgage broker you're going to have to have three months uh, sorry three years worth of proof to get a mortgage um, of good income but you might only have six months because two and a half years before that you were only making a thousand pounds a month but if you were to work full-time you only need three months so there's so many things that come into this role and I'm not saying like woe to me I'm an influencer but if you don't have the knowledge of what also that money goes into then it could seem like quite a lot but it does have to pay for a lot of things as well everything that's gifted um to an influencer you also has to be taxed so if I was gifted a new car whatever the um I'm not sure if it's cost I, I have to speak to an accountant but I'm not sure if it's cost price or the RRP price I think it's cost but whatever the price is that is also something that has to go onto my um, tax return as a tax a taxable expense or a taxable um, piece of income. So it's not all that exciting. And that, that's also something a lot of influencers don't know. Um, but it is a real job. And I have to like bang my like hand on the table to say this because it is a real job. It is like there's a lot of things that come from being an influencer that are amazing. But it is a business. It's a part of the advertising industry that is really um, real. And it's a, a career that can last forever, not have an end date because of parent blogging and because of all the different types of blogging that you can go into, interiors, home, career, whatever. But um, there are lots of things that go into it that also are expenses and are expensive. And, you know, a lot of it, you need to pay for insurance. I don't know how many influencers have it. I have it. But influencer insurance is a thing if you ever get sued by a company because you didn't fulfill your contract or you portrayed them in a way that they didn't want to be portrayed as or whatever it might be that's a suable offense and you need to protect yourself there's a lot that goes into it that isn't like common knowledge that's why I'm always a bit confused when influencers don't live within the actual reality because I'm thinking they're obviously not putting this on their tax return because they don't know like the ins and outs of being an influencer so yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, but there's so much that goes into it that is unseen. But my opinion on it is, does it actually need to be seen? Okay. And what about, have you ever felt uh, an internal pressure uh, or even influence? So like, for example, looking at other influencers and they're doing all these things on their page and you've ever felt like you had to spend in order for your page to look as good as other people's pages for your for your audience? Oh yeah, that definitely happens. I'll look at dresses or a bag or um interiors is a big one especially over lockdown seeing other people's houses and then I've definitely been pressured to up my game and redecorate my flat and make my my life look better but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because I would have decorated anyway it was just maybe they um influenced me into the kind of visual like interior that they like the kind of Instagram interior quote unquote but I feel like I'm quite level-headed, but I've def I've been in this game for a really long time and I've worked on both sides. So it's really easy for me to spot when, when an influencer is influencing or when they're just like living their life. Um, so I would like to think that I'm quite level-headed, but I have definitely got friends that are like, oh, this influencer posted this and I'm going to buy it. Or yeah, I bought this because this person said it was good. And I'm like, okay, we need to chill out. Um, but I think I'm in a def very different 
part of my life where my money is just really important to be saved at this point. You know, generational wealth and all that. Mm. Got to give it yeah, to my definitely. kids. <laughs> wow, guys, that was a very interesting conversation. Again, it's making me question whether I, I chose the right career, you know, in my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late you're still young you can always switch if you want maybe she can hire me or something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um I really liked what um she was saying in in terms of like there's definitely more to influencing that meets the eye and the way that people need to look at it is that you know it's like tv advertising and I thought that that was such a powerful point like I'm sure a lot of these brands probably get more revenue than social media than TV and billboards um, this day and age, yet they spend hundreds and thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds on TV adverts and billboards. And then I guess in context or in comparison, I'd probably say influencers get paid very little. So my question is, in terms of like the influencer influencing, how much is, so is, it, is it their responsibility to portray a realistic image of their lifestyle? to their audience like should they consider their audience when they're like trying to create content or like choosing the deals that they decide to go forward with and ex- or you know etc so I think I mean after having the conversation with her like I see it in a completely different way so I I completely see what she means about um her being uh, an an advert at the end of the day and you know treating her like her influencers should treat her like a billboard so I get that and and speaking to her has given me a a new perspective um and might even change the way I look at um influencers as well so I might not be as you know oh my gosh she's so amazing I might be more conscious that they're advertising but then that being said when you do go on Instagram and TikTok, etc., the whole reason why you watch these is because they're attainable. They they look like you, in a sense. So they're portraying their day to day lives. You see them, you know, getting coffee and going to the fridge, sitting on the chair, etc. So it, in a sense, it doesn't feel like an ad where you know you'll see women that look absolutely flawless and they're just like at dinner parties and you know it, it doesn't feel the same. So because they're trying to show, quote unquote, a real life, you know, but yeah, they do have a level of responsibility because you're showing the real life, but your real life is not real. So you're not really showing the real life. So you have to, I think you can have to say somewhere like, I'm showing this real life, but it's not actually a real life. So don't take this literally. I think there should be some type of disclaimer or, or, or something like that. But that being said, I do get her point in that. I think as time goes on, people are more conscious that this is your job, this is your livelihood, and take everything that you see with a pinch of salt. What do you guys think? Do you know what? I, I see where you're coming from, and it's actually very powerful. Like, right now, like, social media within itself is extremely powerful. Thinking about it now, I really do feel like, I guess there needs to be more of a disclaimer because like when you watch TV adverts, there's loads of like terms and conditions and stuff like that. But with like influencing right now, the most that you're going to see is ad, hashtag ad. That's it. Oh, I'll probably say definitely the influencer's responsibility, I think anyway, to like make a disclaimer. But obviously right now, the way that things are being regulated is still not as strict as it should be. So they probably won't unfortunately do you know what i'm gonna be quite brutally honest i think people shouldn't be so be so gullible 
I think um, people need to realize that social media is not real. I always say this all the time. It's not real life. You know, there's so much that happens behind closed doors. The same way you have rappers, etc., that embody a particular persona. Amanda's right. It's just another med- a form of medium. So I think people do need to kind of wake up a bit, you know, and be aware that uh, what happens in social media is not what happens in real life. You know, I feel like this conversation we're having is quite similar to the buy now, pay later. You know, people do need to take a bit, I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh. I do feel people need to kind of wake up and realise... Wow, Nick, you're being so harsh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's this quote that someone said, you know, it's like um, going home and then you're just like looking at your TV and in the same way, we've, it's been a kind of an ongoing theme about image gang. I know people need to kind of wake up and this stuff is not, it's not real, you know? Yeah, but you do also understand that everything that you do, your character, your personality, etc., is based on the influences around you. And if you're spending most of your days strolling through Instagram, you will naturally, that's how we learn, you um, learn by your environment. So you will naturally emulate the things that you're seeing. So you can't just say, wake up, you know, it's, it's not real. And you know what? Do you know what? Actually, because Nick, that means you need to wake up because not too long ago, you were um, telling me that, well, Nick wanted a branded Fear of God Essentials um, outfit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I couldn't afford it. So I bought him something else that was similar. And now he keeps laughing at what, what I bought him because I didn't get him the brand that he wanted. And when you think about it, who told you that this brand is better than the one that I bought you? It's the same. You just, yeah, you're just being influenced. It's because you spent too much time in um, on Instagram. So you're looking at these brands. <laughs> Nick, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I do you know I do not agree with that because even you know what? do you know I don't agree with that because even the way I shop I tend not to buy stuff that's overtly in your face I'm quite an incub um what do you mean no 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 I no I no <laughs> no yeah yeah exactly. oh my no 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 but no actually actually wait 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 the point I'm making right is that just because I found out about it on social media, just because I wanted to buy it, the only reason I actually found out, I did my own research, I actually found out um, it's owned by, um, it's a black-owned brand. I just do think people do need to take an element of responsibility, you know, and realise that these people are being paid to advertise to you. And it's the same way you need to realise, I think someone gave me an example if someone is advertising Tiffany's, they've been gifted by Tiffany's. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to go and copy them and start buying Tiffany's if you can't afford it. So I think that's what people need to be aware of. The point I'm making is social media is a highlight reel. It's not real life. That's even if you're not being advertised to you, people present the best version of themselves on social media. So you should take it with a pinch of salt. I think that's the point. Are making irrespective if you're being advertised to. It's an influencer. They, st- they still don't put ad. They'll travel to some places or go to some restaurants. They won't say that the restaurant has given them a free meal. And say, oh guys, um, please come to this place. It's really really good food. So just realize it's not it's not real life. It's kind of a curated highlight reel of stuff, you know. But I think moving on. I know we didn't really touch it 
touch on it with Amanda. Um, do you think um, influencers should uh, call up brands for for bad behavior around like payment discrimination or uh, what do you think? Do you know what I think is a sticky situation, right? This is because, yeah, for some of these influencers, this might be like their livelihood. They might be very dependent on the money coming from um, these companies. And like, you know, they're saying, don't bite the hand that feeds you. So especially if like they're not a big influencer, right? What if like them calling out the company, they get blacklisted in the industry, then they never get a piece of work and then they have to quit influencing. I think that those are things that have to be like considered as well. And I guess some people are not not strong enough to go through like situations like that or don't think it's worth it. That's what I think. That's my opinion. So I really think it depends on the person. I think it depends on how famous and popular they are as well too. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and I see that point of view as well. But at the same time, if someone doesn't say anything, then these brands will just continue with their bad behaviour forever. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because they they feel like they can get away with it. So someone has to be there to stand up to them and, and point it out when they're doing something wrong. Um, and it affects different different people. Like, you know, that's why you have trade unions and, and stuff like that. So, so, yeah, that's why you have trade unions because, you know, you might be like a bus driver, for example, and your manager is treating you bad. And, you know, you go through the exact same thing, but you... You know, there's, there's people have been doing it for years and there's ways to find ways around it without it, um, by trying and as well as trying to avoid it from actually affecting your livelihood. Um, but I think like in general, you know, especially being, you know, a black woman, it's important that we're constantly standing up for things that we feel like is right or else, you know, nothing will change and people won't learn. So yeah, I think influencers definitely should. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't say too much on this. I, I think um, you have to do it in a very strategic way, mm. you know. And I, I think um, even if you're going to call brands out, you do it in a way that's um, professional, mm. and you do it in a way whereby you have backing. Because sometimes the reality is we live in a world whereby it's so easy, like to go into he said, she said. You know, so I think even if you are going to call out brands, you, you do it in a strategic way, you, you, you have an alliance or you join an alliance or you get the backing of more people to create a proper movement, not whereby you just go at it yourself and then you've got egg on your face and then you lose your, your ability to earn money. But yeah, I, I think it's just, you have to be, you have to kind of treat it on a case by case basis. Uh, and I don't think, you should feel that you're less of a person because you're not in the best position now to stand up for a particular brand who is showing a particular set of behaviours. But no, I think to to round it, I feel like we've there's still so much to unpack, you know, when it comes to, to influencing or, or being influenced. I think the most important thing to be for people to realise is that influencing is just another medium of advertising. We do hope that people have taken something from this that influencing can be a career they take it very seriously and just because they are portraying a particular lifestyle doesn't necessarily mean you have to go ahead and copying it 
But we genuinely hope you've enjoyed this episode and you're aware of what it takes to be an influencer. And we're hoping that people are less susceptible to being influenced now that you know the real tea. So thank you guys. Bye. 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 You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you in association with Zopa. Who provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier. So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to this episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast. And of course, if you want to be in the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at moneymedics. 